0: You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation.
1: Hello there.
2: Hello
0: there welcome to our obi-wan kenobi recaps here on the for the republic podcast normally we love to talk about the clone wars and all forms of star wars animation but we have a new star wars show coming out and it has just been a momentous weekend to be a star wars fan i am one of your co-hosts andrew joining
2: me is connor how you doing I'm good. I'm exhausted. I, even though I wasn't at Celebration, I was live streaming it with my co-host on my other podcast. A lot of work. Really exhausting. I'm really tired, but I'm really happy to be here to talk to yeah. Nobi.
0: I'm very exhausted. I just got off a plane. I was not at Celebration, but I was glued to my phone pretty much the whole weekend, which I'm sure everyone I was on vacation with really appreciated. But it was what needed to be done but joining us we announced it it's our special co-host for these obi-wan recaps chloe how are you
3: i am doing really well actually i'm coming off an exciting weekend of watching our celebration (laughs) live because i didn't go and i have played probably way too much mario kart this weekend but you know what it's been good
0: Ooh, okay well i don't think there's a such thing as too much mario kart so there's that
3: I mean, I played it until I started, like, losing, so...
0: yeah, I, I, <laughs> my I've,
3: brain, I think it was too much.
0: I played the uh, the original Battlefront 2 with a couple of my friends yesterday. We only played, like, three maps because we were in a rush. But, like, that really brought me back because that's all I used to play when I was a kid. But, yeah, we're really excited to have you on. I, I know we were talking about maybe having you on as a guest in the past and then I was like you know what I've been thinking about asking you to do the Obi-Wan stuff with us and I was like well I might as well just ask and what do you know here we are so I was so
3: excited to be part of it
0: very excited to have you along we're going to be talking all about Obi-Wan the schedule is going to be a little wonky for the first couple weeks mainly because I was out of town this weekend so we had to film this one a little late and then of course these released on Friday our next one releases on Wednesday so we'll have to figure out when we have those uh, airing. But once we have, like, a set schedule, we'll figure that out. Because I thought it was going to be six episodes, but then Ewan was like, yeah, we'll see you for episodes seven, eight, nine, and ten. Oh, no, and we're like,
2: what? It's six episodes. I think he's just he was just joking.
0: Well, I hope he's not.
3: Pain.
0: I hope he's not, because I love Ewan McGregor so much. So, before we get into the episodes, something I like to do uh, every time we bring someone new onto the show is I like to ask, because we're also about just, like, our journeys with Star Wars. uh, Chloe, what was, like, the the thing that got you into Star Wars that made you a fan? Do you have, like, a particular, like, first memory with the franchise? Or, like, how did you get introduced, if you want to just tell a story real quick before we get to the episodes?
3: Yeah, sure. I can try to make it. little quick so we're not here for long i got introduced to it by i have to say i was like not immediately a fan not because i didn't like it but because i was a kid and i was scared of it (laughs) but then my dad came across clone wars on the tv for me to watch and he just like uh, sat me down and like used to watch it with me and then like as i watched clone wars then that was how i like started to fall in love with star wars especially like as we kind of saw like ahsoka grow up i mean essentially like she's growing up and i was growing up so like Clone Wars really solidified the fact that, like, I loved Star Wars, and then now we're here, and we have Clone Wars Season 7, and I can't even wake up without thinking about Star Wars.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. All right. So, that was a great, great to hear your story, and now it is time to talk about Kenobi. Uh, so, I think we've Literally,
2: all. It, it's basically episode
0: 3.5. Pretty much. Like yeah, I mean, it felt like the the thing I loved about these episodes is it felt like an event. Like Mando and Book of Boba Fett were were great and they were fun, and they've just been Star Wars for the last couple of years, but they still felt and they were presented like TV shows, like this. Like it opened with the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It had the complete recap of the prequel trilogy and Anakin and Obi Wan's journey together, which I loved. I think they should keep um, doing this for, for the shows. And it just felt like a big event. We got the John Williams score, which the the score overall in this show was just incredible. And I, I just I really liked how the episode started. In uh, these first two episodes. You know, we, we got some stuff in the trailer of, of what we would expect, uh, Obi-Wan watching over Luke on Tatooine and, and the, the conflicts with uh, Owen Lars and the Inquisitors coming to Tatooine, but that's really all we knew. And then it kind of took a sharp left turn when it just cut to Alderaan like 20 minutes into the episode, and then I realized we were going to start getting Leia in this, and I lost it, honestly.
3: Yeah, I remember, like, when it started, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, a cinematic event. And, like, you know, I had to set the tone to watch it, too. I had, like, the lights off and, like, you know, I was in front of my TV, like, in the perfect spot. Like, you know, the whole thing. And then it started with, like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I was like,
1: oh,
3: "Like, oh, my gosh, like, it's happening. And then the whole thing started and I was just, like, the recap. It was amazing.
2: I was hoping there was going to be. Oh, wait,
3: I'll what? Eat
2: it was elite
3: oh Oh, yeah i know i was saying that i thought there might be some clone wars flashbacks in the recap but there weren't any and it was fine either way i thought it was great
0: i'm thinking that we're gonna get that next episode or in the next that's what everybody's been telling me just because of how episode two ended i think we're gonna get those flashbacks people were talking about because i think i think they're coming like it just it just makes sense that we, that we would see Anakin during the Clone Wars
2: and not just as Vader. I need Obi-Wan to dwell in his misery. I need more of it. I just need... Give me a, all the pain.
0: I just need a Satine mention and I'll be good.
3: Yes, please. Dude, okay. Oh
2: my god. So, speaking of which, I know after the fact that it wasn't Satine, that, like, when he was talking to Leia and he says, you remind me of someone and, like, described her, like... My mind went, My I don't know why, my mind immediately went to Satine until like 20 minutes after. I'm like, oh wait, no, that was a Padme reference. But like, what if it was ambiguous enough that it could be both? But I'm like, no, it's definitely Padme. But like, I definitely thought that him saying, oh, you're stubborn and fearless, but she was also a leader was like, that's a Satine reference. And yeah. We're also joined by Donovan. Yeah,
0: he just hopped in right off the bat. Don, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm I'm good. Thanks, guys.
0: I don't even know what else I was. Gonna I was say. gonna just, say just... like I realized right off the bat that it was Padme, but I've seen so many people on TikTok say it's a teen. So that's
2: interesting. I, Ooh,
0: interesting. I'm gonna come
1: right in and say that I don't think it's a teen. I think it's oh yeah. Oh, May. it's Padme. But bad. there's enough like inference there that it could be. uh that it could be Satine. But I think it's just most likely Padme, especially because he's talking to Leia. I feel like the, inf- the implication is very strong there. Uh, what- I mean,
3: my brain went to that first. Like, I didn't even think about Satine until I like went on Twitter later and saw people kind of talking about that and was like, oh yeah, that does make sense, but... I
2: think the only reason I thought of Satine was because I not just watched the Clone Wars arcs with Obi-Wan before, but like I recently watched them to prep for this right. show. So that's probably why but um uh yeah these first two episodes man i so good i yeah. think probably i think i honestly like episode 1 a lot more because like it's very the thing i really 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 like about the first episode is that it's so methodically paced so slowly That it's just really gets you just, it's a slow burn and it really just tries to get you into the story of Obi-Wan at this point in his life. And I don't know about any of you, but for me, his intro reminded me of a very, of a slower paced Ray's intro in Force Awakens.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And also Luke
2: and Last Jedi, right down
0: like to daily routine. the like portions and and all that stuff.
1: It yeah, you know, it all is yeah. like and he sits outside as well, just like Ray yeah. sits outside the the uh, downed to 8080. It really gave me yeah. When I first watched it, it definitely gave me like reminders of that, and I was just like stuck thinking damn in an alternate universe this would have been like a parallel between grandfather and granddaughter but yeah. never mind so yeah. Against that one. uh yeah uh,
0: but i, I agree I, I loved the way he was introduced we didn't see him for like the first few minutes of the episode and then he was yeah, introduced was it working at the uh, the ten
2: quizzers
0: working this like dead-end job uh getting the portions and stuff and then him just chilling in his own little cave like we we get introduced to him in this way where he's just completely disillusioned and just defeated and what i loved about this episode well these episodes plural is you see him at his lowest you clearly see the effects that the, the the end of the jedi and anakin's betrayal have had on his mental health and you see that when the, the, the Jedi that's hiding on Tatooine encounters him and he just tells him to stay hidden, I can't help you. You need to go live a normal life. And that indirectly leads to him getting caught by the Inquisitors, but we really get to see this rediscovery of Obi-Wan and, and who he is in these two episodes, which culminates in when he uses the Force finally to save Leia uh, during the, the chase scene with the bounty hunters, which I I... Absolutely loved that, and I, I thought it was a that really was great character story for Obi-Wan in these episodes. Uh,
2: the framing of that scene itself for me reminded me of when Cal uses um, Force Slow to save Prof.
0: People have been yeah. saying that there's a lot
1: of Fallen Order parallels in this uh, show, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Well, especially with the presence of the Inquisitors and this, like, really driven character in reva who has like a, a, clearly a more personal connection to the events happening than, than she's letting on
2: i love the thing i love about reva the most is that like she's not restrained like most of the inquisitors are she's pretty reckless but she's like clever in her
3: recklessness
1: yeah she gets results really because like when method she... was unique yeah, because like when she interrupts like the Grand Inquisitors, like uh, the whole speech about Jedi, it does reveal Nari, and it's Ooh, the, the same Jedi with is. Obi Wan. And it's the same with Obi Wan. Like, yeah, she goes against them, but it, it repeatedly forces Obi Wan to reveal himself. So it it's not like she's like reckless, and it doesn't actually like pay off. She she's very driven and ambitious, and that makes her very intimidating because she does often get get what she's looking for, and it makes Most her actually Ingram just is. Phenomenal! Yeah. Oh, the I'm bit really where she well, like the the bit where she enters the cargo hold and says in that little sing song voice, "Oh, you want... so creepy." Oh my
3: god! Yeah, that was incredible.
0: They did a really great job with all the Inquisitors in this one because I was worried how they were going to handle them, but I was really really impressed. Something we kind of like just completely jumped over and ignored was how this episode started with more pain. Which is more Order sixty six flashbacks? Uh,
1: I, I, I was expecting them, I, but I wasn't I expecting know, like, the very not,
2: first thing. It's uh, not the Star Wars pre. It's not referencing the Star Wars prequels if there's not an Order sixty six scene.
1: Absolutely, and the, just the way it's done is it's. I mean i I can say so many good things about Deborah Chow's direction, but like the way it starts with that like beautiful like uh, objective camera movement, like sweeping in as you like follow the jedi and then it just it just so brilliantly transitions into like a more handheld subjective view when the clone troopers enter and everything gets uh, shaky and unstable because you've got this really violent intrusion on the jedi's lives and so you really feel the impact and how this just like tore the jedi's whole way of being apart and and it's all in one take as well it's just brilliantly done
0: yeah they really just jumped you right into Order 66, and it just showed how sudden it was uh, for these Jedi, seeing it in, from this perspective. They were just meditating in the temple, and then all of a sudden these clones come in and start shooting at them, and then everything they've known is turned upside down. So I'm... They haven't said it yet, but I'm very much assuming that Reva was one of the
1: younglings we see in
0: this flashback scene. Definitely, Under- yeah, yeah, and I think we'll see I the rest so. of them.
1: We'll see the rest of them for sure, because like I don't think they've uh, had, like, a whole group of them there if we're not gonna see that pay off. I mean, I would wager even that, like, they could be who, uh, who are waiting for Obi-Wan when he gets to Mapuzo with Leia. And speaking of things that were, like, uh, possible setup, you know, you've got, uh, Tamir Morrison as that, uh, clone (sighs) veteran. I lost (sighs) it. Yeah, I lost it, veteran there's definitely, no
2: way he's not just
1: that veteran. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely code. Like I feel like we're getting a Cody appearance for sure now. Like I wasn't sure if they'd be able to fit him in, but now that they've set that up with that like heartbreaking image of that clone and like the fact that he's just like scraping by. And like come on, to just to just to say Obi-Wan doesn't know about like the inhibitor chips from the clone wars. He has no idea. That's so right. as far as he's concerned, the Jedi, the Jedi were just betrayed by the clones. Like just with, with, like, no aid whatsoever, and yet he still takes pity on this, like, clone suffering in the street, basically discarded by the Empire and shunned by most of, like, the society of that planet, and he takes pity on him and gives him some credits, for, yeah. so we can get a warm meal, as he put it. There's you
0: know, been, like... Because I had always, well, not really assumed, but thought that Obi-Wan would have some intel on the Rebellion and and stuff like that we've seen in these earlier uh, Age of the Empire projects. But this episode really makes it feel like when Bail Organa contacted Obi-Wan, that that was the first time he has had contact with anyone in the past 10 years. I mean, it it
2: doesn't shock me. This man is... This man's a hermit. We
0: literally He was trying to disappear. We saw him bury his lightsaber in the desert, which yeah that scene i love that scene i love that
2: scene and i love this scene where like it's basically implied that like before we see it they're like oh yeah he buried his lightsaber when like nari confronts him and he and like he's just like i need your help and obi-wan's just like no like yeah your saber bury it into the ground and try to live a normal life
1: yeah and it's it's a parallels uh Luke uh throwing the saber away so it's it's doing that mm-hmm. kind of star wars thing already of like of like rhyming but not like repeating so it's 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 a different kind of thing but it echoes what's yet to come with Luke also kind of like shunning the Jedi way but like here they both have like completely well very similar but different reasons and ideologies like Obi-Wan has like a more like noble purpose whereas Luke's is more consumed by like kind of a self hatred because of like where his path has has led him yeah I think
2: the thing I really like about the um I wrote it down somewhere I'm trying to find it no nope. while,
0: while you're catching it. your thought, I just want to point out that the uh the nightmares that obi-wan had of Anakin were haunting like I said oh the, the episode did that. such a good job that was
2: at... probably my favorite scene overall so far
0: yeah the watch Like, in the best way. Yeah, and I love how they're using the the footage from the movies, too. Like, they're not just, you know, using, like, voices or anything. Like, they're showing us what we've seen. So it really makes it feel like how Connor said when we started episode 3.5. Like, it's part of that trilogy. It's a continuation of those movies, which I I love. Uh, And one thing I I do also love is Obi-Wan's outfit that he has at the beginning of the episode like the blue with the, the
1: poncho over it, I was like okay I need this I need this it's in my very, life right now It's a very cool look and it also parallels the outfit that Luke wears on Ancto because it's a very kind of similar setup with like the poncho and like how it hangs across his like the rest of his uniform so again it's kind of paralleling that because they're in similar places All I'll and say, go through similar arcs as well, which is going to be really cool.
0: All I'll say is I'm all for more ponchos in the Star Wars. Like, if we just yeah. keep adding them, I- I'll take Obi-Wan it. Obi-Wan
1: is finally part of the poncho crew. I love it. It's much needed. So
2: the thing I really like about the parallels between Luke and Obi-Wan sort of taking themselves off the board where it's like, with Luke, it's more... Taking himself off the board because he knows that if he tries to restore the jedi order again uh for the good of the galaxy it you know he doesn't want to do that and he wants to you know save the galaxy from that sort of pain and suffering but with obi-wan it feels more personal where it's like i'm taking myself off the board as a jedi so i can help everybody else that i've hurt not hurt more and sort of prevent that from happening to other people and the one thing i actually really 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 liked about the first episode a lot again was the fact that it took until like until like the last five minutes or so i want to say for obi-wan to actually get back into the fight i didn't realize it um until after that like Oh, wait, I was kind of worried that they would thrust him back into the fight a little too quickly. So I'm really happy that wasn't the case here. Well, yeah, especially
0: when... Sorry, Don, but especially when Bale contacts him for the first time and he says no, and he has to get convinced by Bale actually showing up in his cave on Tatooine and and making out like Obi-Wan's just stuck on, I have to protect Luke, I have to protect the boy... And Bale says, you know, that's Padme and Anakin's kid, too. That That's their daughter. She is just as much of a responsibility as Luke is. And that was so him. important. It was so yeah, important. I like how
1: Bale calls him as well on, like, he, that he's kind of, like, wallowing in his failure by this point. Like, when, when Obi-Wan repeats, I have to protect the boy. And he goes, this isn't about the boy. And you know it. You know, you've made mistakes. We all did. Move on, be done with it. So it, it's it's kind of like he has to kind of prod him into action, and but then you get that really moving line where he says, "There's no one I trust more with my child than with you." It's just oh, that yeah, got me. It's, oh yeah, brilliant.
0: I, oh, I mean, really I, I I just love Barrel Organa, so I was so excited when the Organa showed up again, and yeah. still, any excuse for more Jimmy Smiths, I'll take. Uh, but I guess kind of transitioning. I loved seeing live action Alderaan for the first yes. time since episode 3 getting to see how uh, the or- the Organ- the Organa family like worked in and- that interaction and then just seeing young Leia which again it's 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 time oh for goodness. me to get my defending gloves on here because I am seeing some uh-huh. takes that she uh. is irritating or or the acting was bad or or the chase scene in the forest was Poorly done. When I watched those episodes, I saw a young Carrie Fisher. It was the spitting image, not only in actions, she looked like Carrie, she presented herself like Carrie, she had that personality, it just reminded me so much of this was what Leia would be like at 10. And more importantly, this is Anakin's daughter. It is (laughs) fully on display here. Hmm. The little, like, Lola droid that she has, <gasps> yeah. I'm in love with. I need... They they announced uh, that they're making a droid for that. I need it. Uh, I, I just loved everything about how they presented Leia here. Uh, during the little party thing where she just goes off on her cousin because her cousin says that she's not a real Organa. Uh, You'd love to say it. I it. Love was to a great And, and yeah. that convo with Bale and Leia afterwards was just so heartwarming. And I love seeing this family because we never have seen really on screen Leia's relationship with her adopted family, you know, in a new hope they're just mentioned. And then Um. Alderaan explodes getting to actually see those moments as she's a little girl were really worked for me. And this was honestly the most, I mean, I've always loved Leia Leia's always been a very important character, but this is the most I've connected with her in a very long time because it was an era that we haven't seen, and it just made me think, this is, yeah. It, I saw a tweet saying Carrie would be proud, and that's exactly what I
1: thought watching this episode. She was everything. Yeah, like, it's it's very, uh like, it's it was very moving at first to see... Uh, Leia and the actress who they, they found to play it. it's it's shockingly good uh at like capturing that kind of like spirited uh ess- essence like like my one of my favorite moments was when she's like talking to um later on to Obi-Wan and she just very <laughs> pointedly goes I'm not stubborn no I'm not like it's just like that yeah I love the attitude that she like she brought brought there very very much reminded me of Carrie in a lot of respects and it's just really cool to as you said to see uh Leia living life on Alderaan and see how she's like she is a little frustrated by having to live life as a politician because like you know just as her father is you know having to put up with all of the corruption and like blatant like uh deviousness going on in the senate and yeah, and obviously, like Lola, the droid, just the most adorable thing.
0: I loved with Obi-Wan, where Obi-Wan was like, How old, how old are you? And she's like, 10? like, You don't, you don't, don't act so like you're like ten. 10. Oh,
2: that yeah. was his delivery, was great. Yeah. Um, what was it? Oh, the one also really cool thing uh, with those, uh, with the PTSD scene, was when he sits up. And he calls for Qui-Gon, and I knew Qui-Gon in there. Like, it's not going to, like... I thought he was going to be there. No, I for sure, I was like, this is a story. This is the first episode. He's not going to show up, but we're for sure going to see him. we're going to... Remember Liam
0: Neeson with his, oh, yeah, I only do movies, as he's announced for another Star Wars project this weekend. And And his (laughs) son as well. You're not fooling us,
2: Liam. Like, Liam, you're you're in the show. Just, Just stop
1: all but But confirmed no
2: (laughs) i think it was i can't remember if it was you don that said this or someone else but when ewan calls for qui-gon yeah very subtly slips back into his almost yes menace tone that was me yeah
1: yeah Uh i remember yeah i did say that it's so well done and it just it was moved me instantly because i was like whoa that's like amazing acting to just very naturally kind of shift into that uh more kind of like phantom menace era voice to speak to his to his old master Ugh. it's just it's very good and it's just the shot in the cave afterwards of him just on his own it's just like oh it breaks my heart it breaks my heart to see him just see my favorite character like going going through such yeah. hardship but like I, I like that this the arc seems to be that he is gonna like he's gonna be putting himself back together and like this seeming conf- looming confrontation with Anakin is gonna like with Vader is going to like give him a, san- a sense to an a, a ability to make peace with with the the failings and the fact that he couldn't save Anakin from the dark side and make peace with him with, with himself I just really like that they're heading that direction it's the kind of thing I've been hoping a prospective Obi-Wan show would do and like so far it's pretty much doing all the things I kind of wanted it to do which is just exactly amazing. yeah
0: Uh, What I love is that at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda tells him he'll teach him how to communicate with Qui-Gon, and ten years later, and he still hasn't figured it out yet. So we get to see way (laughs) more struggles. We're going to get to it, but either it it just gives the vibes of he is so emotionally damaged that he can't even bring
1: himself to communicate through the Force because he's just lost. yeah he's not even opening himself up to the force at this point like like when he used the force to make leia float which was a nice payoff you know that's like that really looked like the first time he'd used the force in over a decade like uh, yeah i was gonna say that yeah like since arriving he's just not used it and it was just like it really looked like it took effort as well but i really kind of like how this is like the first step to him kind of becoming more in touch with himself again and getting some some of the of the person he used to be back.
0: Definitely. Uh, once Leia's kidnapped, like we said, Bale tried to contact him. Obi-Wan said, nope. And then he shows right up there and literally goes into the desert, uh, digs up his lightsabers, which I love
2: that it was both his... And Anakin. And Anakin. He's digging up his past.
3: give the up them together. I was like, oh my god! Every time I thought it couldn't get more heartbreaking, it yep. did.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh. And then knowing that this has all been elaborate, or all the the strings are being pulled by Riva. She hired the bounty hunters to kidnap Leia because she knows that. Well, in Riva's mind, it was well. Obi Wan was very close with the Organas during the Clone Wars. So, of course, he's going to go help her. She does not know that that is Anakin Skywalker's daughter. Uh, right. And as yeah. we know later, that she does know that Anakin is Vader. Which I'm sure yeah. we'll learn the answer to. Oh,
2: we're going to learn the answer to it. You don't just put that there for us to assume. And I love how people are just bitching how about it. I'm like, <laughs> the sh- we're two like, episodes in the show. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I just they don't understand i just i'm like do you not understand basic storytelling like setup, payoff, pay off all the other tenants of it it's like it's yeah. not it's i i just they, it's just so funny people
0: just want things explained to them right away
2: yeah i think the best way someone described it to me was when i was talking about it with uh, my co-host jared um on the other podcast i'm on uh, he was like they—they they basically just want Alex and Molly from Star Wars explained, like to
0: pop in just on the corner, and
2: over, yeah, just yeah, in the corner, just like, yeah, this is this is this thing. It's I like just they don't want a story. Guys. They're awesome. They wanted, yeah. Oh, they're they're freaking great. Let me but, yeah. let me so, pitch yeah.
0: that to Lucasfilm real quick. I feel like that that'll just be a that'll good, go over a good series. That would be that
2: would be a funny series actually. But um,
0: I, I loved the end of the episode how it we literally see him like start his journey he gets on the transport the and like, yeah yep. it, it was just it was great
1: the here's reveal, the other thing the reveal of, can I, sorry of course yeah. the reveal yeah. of him with the lightsaber holstered is just so it was so well done like it like it was so satisfying after spending a whole episode like just really living with him and seeing just like the 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 misery <laughs> that is living on tatooine and just like the weight of the trauma that he's under it was just such a satisfying image the lightsaber light holster there Partic- you know not just because that's like my favorite lightsaber because obi-wan's my favorite character but it's just there's something really like uh uplifting about it just kind of like which is kind of like carried over in the theme as well which we'll I'll talk we'll talk later about the john williams theme i'm sure but like there's just really a sense of, like, hope being found amidst the darkness and the defeat, as as it was in the tagline.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that Saber Hilt right now.
1: It's one of the two Sabers I have. I just,
2: I adore it so much. Um, so cool. Dude, I might want to get that Saber. No, but like... I really want here's, to. <laughs> here's the thing that I think a lot of people, myself included, forget. The Inquisitors don't know that Obi-Wan is on Tatooine.
0: No, the whole time they they're don't. going after... I'm forgetting like, the guys what was the jedi's name Nari. they're going after him the grand inquisitor like that's his target but reva is just assuming that yeah. obi-wan is there because like,
2: she doesn't know
0: the fifth brother and her like the is to show that she's been obsessed with finding with obi-wan which we're assuming is to gain favor with vader but yeah, maybe they like have Trilla... some type of connection
1: yeah like yeah. what do you got do you think guys think she might have like a more personal connection with him because she calls Bravo him boy. all the other inquisitors call him kenobi so they're still using that level of formality she uses obi-wan when she speaks that to has him. to
3: be intentional
1: yeah I, I well i mean this is my just personal theory i kind of get the sense given that she was a youngling maybe he was supposed to take her on as a padawan and then he got called away to like the Outer Rim sieges or something so it was never like properly like looked at, probably like completed like her, her becoming his Padawan and so when Order 66 happened and she was like left to fend for herself with other younglings and was eventually captured and like tortured in, presumably into becoming an Inquisitor she kind of holds him more responsible than anyone else because he was supposed to be like her, her master and her protector and he wasn't there. I mean, my theory is
0: if she knows that Vader is Anakin, then she was probably aware that Obi-Wan was Anakin's master, and if she was tortured into yes. becoming an Inquisitor, she probably blames Obi-Wan for the fall Anakin's of the Jedi failure. and Anakin's that's failure. A, that's a good theory. So yeah. that that's my current theory right now. Uh, before we move into the second episode, because I know Chloe is on a bit of a, a, a time schedule here, because it was such a big part of the trailers what did you guys think of the uncle owen
1: scene uh before well, we move into great. episode two oh it was fantastic like joel edgerton really killed it here in in this episode like his whole scene with like obi-wan major sass and also the way he just faced down an inquisitor like a badass like just right like no yeah right. just like no like no blink not even blinking like like she oh. literally gets right up in his face like, like and saber. basically threatens his oh. family, and he basically just like looks down at her and just like scoffs and is like, "Wow, it's like, not today." Wow, I dude. Loved,
2: what I also really loved is that after they left, and uh not Ewan, well, Ewan, well, yeah. but also Obi Wan. Thanks, Obi Wan. Obi Wan says to him, "You know, thanks, Owen, or whatever." And he's like, "I didn't do it for you." I'm like, oh. This, man is, perfect. Yeah. this I, man is just putting the stake in longer, longer. I am sure yeah.
0: we'll get more of the Lars, because, like, I thought this might have been the last episode that we're on Tatooine, but I'm assuming we got to go back at some point.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. so,
0: we, we I don't mean, even I mean, think so.
1: so.
2: I mean, yeah, we don't see Baru. and... It, we see Baru for, like, a split second, but, like... Yeah, it's so. Since these you'll miss first it. two episodes really focus oh, yeah. a lot
0: on Leia, we'll probably get some more of Luke later on. Yes. Whether or not like he actually directly is with Obi Wan or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. But that was just a really heartwarming moment of him watching Luke and then making the getting the parts to make that toy for him, and then Owen yeah. just oh, throwing yeah. it right back in his face. I was like, no, 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 I'm uh-huh. crying it's... here. But I, I just yeah. I, I really did like the the scene with Riva and Uncle Owen. It's like this well, guy also, like, is, will do anything to protect his family, which I really do appreciate. Yeah. Whether or not I think he's a dick to Obi Wan or not, like it's a relatable thing. Just looking out for your family's yeah. best interests.
1: Yeah, like because that's the thing with like Owen. It's like yes, we we obviously it's obviously stings to hear him like you know say that stuff like that to Obi Wan because we like Obi Wan. You know, Obi Wan's like amazing, but like, it's very easy to understand Owen's perspective, because like, you know, he basically never knew Anakin, Anakin comes to Tatooine, leaves, and then seemingly dies, you know, because he went away to train with this with this Jedi, so naturally he'll, he'll resent Obi-Wan in some part for that, but there's also the fact that like, he knows Obi-Wan wants to train Luke, and so like that line when he, uh, Obi-Wan says, oh, it's just a toy, and Owen says it's a lot more than that, because he knows Obi-Wan is like yes obviously Obi-Wan has good intentions but there is also the element of like feeding Luke's desire for adventure because you know Owen just wants him to stay on the farm but Luke right. wants to like fly fly ships and like get into like scrapes and to have adventure and Obi-Wan is kind of feeding that because he knows it's what Luke wants and what would make what would make Luke happy but Owen also kind of recognizes that and and calls it out for that even while he's kind of like ignoring obi-wan's like genuine empathy for the boy which hopefully he might just recognize like a smidge by the end of the show but who knows
0: uh so i think we should just transition now into episode two because there was a a lot to talk about here first of all i i love the dynamic and the back and forth between leia and obi-wan and as we said later the 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 scene where uh, Obi Wan and uh, gets reminded of Padme when talking to Leia was just uh, an absolute highlight. Uh, yeah. But I-, I just love how he goes about saving her. Uh, we get meth lab Obi Wan or spice lab Obi Wan yep. in this case, which, which I loved I also loved oh, how love. the the spice dealer was. Whole story. I loved how the spice dealer, like on the streets of Dayu was Obi Wan. I mean, not Obi Wan. Yuma McGregor's daughter. I love that. Nice
1: i didn't realize it until the, the, the end just as well yeah, she I can't was great with
2: that. that that's just so wholesome
1: yeah uh, just, imagine getting to act with your dad in star wars and your dad is obi-wan kenobi and then that's i amazing. love the
2: line where he's like i'm trying to find my daughter and it's just like bro this is just this isn't right yeah
3: i know
1: and when she says i was someone's daughter once that's so dark it's like relating to like the the whole like environment of Dayu. It just makes the right. whole place seem way more seedy. There's that and, like, line rim. of like, oh well,
0: once you come to Dayu you're you're never coming back or something along that lines. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it really just shows the nature of the planet and getting to see another like underworld type planet that isn't Coruscant was really nice to see. Uh and, and then introduced me to one of my favorite characters now, which was Haja. Which yeah okay one yeah. Kamel Nanjiani in Star Wars I'll take it it's just right oh, yeah. there I'll take it but I Miles loved old. how he's just a-, a con man Jedi I thought that was absolutely hilarious but the episode does a great job at showing yeah he's like not like the most like upstanding like dude, upstanding sure. citizen. But he has people, like, he's genuinely helping these people, whether or not he's taking their credits or not, which shows, like, you know, he's not the greatest person, but he's, like, kind of like a Hondo type of character, where...
1: Yep.
3: He gave off major Hondo vibes, that yeah. is for sure.
1: Which... Yeah, do I like credits? Yeah. So much stuff you can buy with credits. But My I love... I
2: just his delivery. Yeah, he helped yeah. that
0: family, which we assume that that kid that he helped is Force-sensitive, so there's more out there, but then he... Went out to help Obi Wan when the bounty came out for him, and he was like, Okay, we're gonna finish this ourselves. And then he just goes to help him, which I really yeah. like because I'm glad I that he didn't end up being like a oh, he's a, he's bad all along, or he didn't like conspire with Riva or anything. Like, he okay. was,
3: yeah, I thought that's how it was gonna go.
0: I was very glad that it didn't go that way, which which I loved. Um, and I, I think suppose. also
2: one of my favorite lines with the whole like leia and obi-wan dynamic and like here's the other thing she doesn't know his name's his name's obi-wan i don't think she's ever gonna find that out in the show at least um i ben. Really, really that's not a
1: jedi name yeah <laughs> uh that's brilliant uh, she does uh, ask she... who are you though so i feel like he, he, she might learn a bit of who she of who he is oh she'll probably Maybe.
2: learn from bail yeah yeah that's my prediction it's like yeah. we're not gonna see it but like it's pretty safe to assume that like yeah she learns who she learns the actual guy's name and everything yeah. um
0: do you think leia is gonna be like in every episode or do you think like her nah. story is gonna end probably next episode and then we're gonna get to the
2: I'm meat of anakin
1: invader yeah I think that's
2: what awesome i'm thinking way. too yeah,
1: that's, kind, that's of kind of where I'm leaning right now. That's kind of how the narrative seems to be going because it just it starts as like a simple mission, and then Obi- and then it gets more complicated with the addition of Vader. And so I think what's probably going to happen is yeah, Leo will potentially disappear as early as well go back to Alderaan as as early as episode three or four. But Obi Wan will won't return to Tatooine because he needs to deal with with Ana- with Vader now that he knows right. now that he knows he's yeah, still he won't alive. return
2: go like the last episode. Oh,
1: for sure. Um definitely.
2: I also love the line where she says, You think the less you say, the less you give away. And 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 Obi-Wan's just like, How old are you?
1: <laughs> yes. I just it <laughs> was like, like you know Obi-Wan. Like it's it's been 10 years. Like you were there when she was born. <laughs> if
0: Star Wars is doing one thing consistently great right now, it's like the dad-child relationship like the surrogate parent child relationship is just working so well hunter and omega din and grogu
1: and now leia and obi-wan in this in this episode
0: yeah and also
1: like can i just say like uh given that this is like a a series that is basically kind of like shoring up the prequels again and and returning to the aesthetic of the prequels how fitting is it that like a major a major character that drives the story is a child just like with the phantom menace it's i just really like that they've they've gone there despite all of the like uh fan whinging and complaints that happened like you know Back in the 2000s, about the Phantom Menace, I think I think it's really cool, and I like that they've committed to it and just like really made it feel like a central part of the show.
0: It's a really good point, honestly. I, I do love how this show feels more like, like you said, a continuation of the prequels rather than in the original trilogy era, but still having prequel actors, kind of like how Rogue One felt to me. Yeah. This one, it felt like we're just jumping right back into where Revenge of the Sith ended, which I really did love. And it was it just felt like a straight-up continuation of the end of Obi-Wan's story in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just... I, I can't say enough good things about these. I really wish I had more time to re-watch them, but I haven't been home. I've so already I,
2: watched I them. haven't been able okay, to. Okay, no, I've watched episode one three times and i just watched episode four again totaling it up to four times
0: chloe how many times have you watched it it so far
3: i have actually watched it once only
0: wow wow so we're in the same boat
2: uh i I, honestly the big thing we need to talk about with episode two is that moment oh oh we'll get there
3: don't you worry
0: Ooh, oh, uh, that is what moment. that is what I was like because I was like, okay, I'm vibing with the show, it's good, and then that hit me, and I was like, okay, no, this is
2: excellent. Right up when she I, said, "Lord Lord Vader will be pleased," I was like, no, the look on Obi Wan's I mean? face right now.
0: I love doing that we got yeah. that moment. Uh, oh, and
2: just, but, you acting with the eyes oh and his God. breathing perfection. Like, my my yeah. friend and then just said. Like,
1: Single word, Anakin. It's just, oh, it killed oh, me. And then just like the shock of like immediately transitioning to like Vader, the back to tank, his eyes, from the back to tank. It was both terrifying oh. and just like superb. I, I to jumped jump, jump, but jump scare. scare. Everything. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I like, watched it with my family and we all jumped like at the same time. It was amazing. Oh. But I loved
0: how it's still very clear like you could tell that is Hayden Christensen. So that was just oh, yeah. The yeah. Absolutely. big like all it's back. Here we go. Anakin and Obi-Wan back at. I'm wearing the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi like the Vader Kenobi shirt that I got the other other day at the mall right now because I was just like oh, I need this show. Uh going back to Reva before we continue to gush over this Anakin Obi-Wan moment and all the stuff with I think I know this where this is going. So I, I love I the continued, like, back and forth and how the Grand Inquisitor and Reva keep butting heads. Grand Inquisitor relieves her, but Reva you know, disobeys her orders and hires all these bounty hunters to chase after Kenobi, which I love that throughout the whole episode, they keep teasing us that Obi-Wan's going to use his lightsaber, but he still hasn't yet. He's using a blaster, he's fighting people with his fists, and we we get to see him, like... Take a lot out of him in this episode because that is not his like. He's not in his element. He is used yeah. to fighting with a lightsaber, so he is put in a different situation where he has to defend yeah. himself with a blaster. You know, so uncivilized.
1: And yeah. then that and he's, moment, he a shot with it as yeah. well. Like he, only, like it takes him a while to like land a hit on that like awesome dinosaur-headed mm-hmm. bounty hunter. Oh, that I need that. Oh yeah, in my he had to struggle right for it. He... Yeah, and like when he flips over the like the Zabrak dude. Uh, And just like, he recoils in pain because he's like, he spiked his hand on the dude's horns. That was a really good touch. I liked that. It reminded me of when he kicks Grievous in the leg in Revenge of the Sith during their brawl and hurts his leg (laughs) because Grievous Mm -hmm. is like never learn.
2: He never learns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the him, we've talked about him saving Leia a couple times now, but just because Leia had the Joker, it's like, oh, can you make things float? And then, yeah, that moment Uh, was just so. Like, we saw how much it took out of him, which I I, I just loved. And it was such a great moment of them escaping, and then Reva shows up. Uh, And let's just talk about this. Um, Again, another example of people not knowing how storytelling works The Grand Inquisitor. Is not dead. Let's yeah. just now. I get if I didn't watch Rebels, I would also think, eh, yeah, he's probably dead. But
3: right,
1: one I think Rebels we'll exists. it's like
0: in the next episode, oh, yeah, I, he's either going to show up in a back-to-tank or the other Inquisitors are going to show up, and he's still going to be alive, and they're going to like take him to the med bay or something, yeah. and then they're going to have yeah. a, probably a hunt out for
1: Reva. Oh, I, think I don't think so. You don't I think, think she's so? Just- no, she's just gonna, like, fib and say that it, Obi-Wan did it. <laughs>
2: like, oh, yeah, no. The easiest sure. get-out Yeah, call that's a you good idea. Prove. She's like, you can't she's prove like, it, was... it was a red or a blue lightsaber that stabbed them. It exactly. just was a lightsaber. Exactly. Then, uh, exactly. Yeah, I definitely definitely gonna say the I do Robin like one. this
0: theory going around, though, that the Grand Inquisitor is going to be the one that kills her at the end of the series. Because I don't think... She... I'm liking her I character, but I don't you... think she's making it out alive.
2: I no, really I hope she doesn't me. die, dude. I love her character. I just get the I, feeling. I, I really, I, really I kind of get worried.
1: Yeah. Like, but- Here's
2: my theory with the whole grand, grand, with the whole quizzy thing. I'm just going <laughs> to, Jake, Jake calls him quizzy. Um, so I just, I'll take, I'll adopt he, it. He's um, not
0: here. So do it. This is, his is where
2: I think this is. I think this, his sort of quote unquote death is where, he starts down the path of there are some things far more frightening than death. Yeah, like he's gonna want to. Like I just get this sense that almost like in the 2020 comic run where his soul is entrapped on a planet on a Jedi temple, and I want to say it's Alfrona, Um and he's there. He's just, his spirit's just there in that temple, just for the sole purpose of luring Jedi there. So he can soften them up and then Vader can kill them. And he's just like, I freaking hate this. I would not be surprised if he's like in a back to tank or whatever. And he's just like, I want to die. And Vader's like, Nope. You're a tool. I'm using you for my purposes. You're going to stay alive as long as
1: I want to. Yeah. And then he'll revive. He'll revive in like probably the the fourth episode and then Riva out because then there's like. There is that shot in the trailer of her deflecting stormtrooper blast, but I think for now she's probably that is
2: true. She she could one go rogue. Inquisitorius. Do too. do we
0: see yeah. the Grand Inquisitor with the purge troopers in the trailer, or was that Reva? Nope. It's no, just I think
2: Reva, just and I Reva, Reva and I think fifth brother. brother and then that one other Inquisitor lady.
0: That's another yeah. thing I like is the back and forth between Reva and the fifth brother. I I, I was worried how they were going to adapt the uh, the Inquisitors, but I thought they nailed them. In these
1: episodes,
2: I love the fifth brother. I love his so voice.
1: Much. It's oh, so. Cool. Like Sung Kang Man. There's he's, like a he's reverb so cool.
2: added to it. I was talking yeah. with a friend. There's like a my reverb dad, added to the fifth sister. brother's voice that, like, you can hear if you, like, really listen closely. Because I just kept thinking, like, oh, that's his, like, he just really just did something to his voice for this.
0: But yeah, like, people saying, oh, you know, now Rebels isn't canon anymore. One, uh, Watch the Ahsoka stuff from Celebration this week, and you'll know that that's just simply not the case because that show is yeah. literally Rebels 2. And they're just not going to do that. It's They're clearly setting something up. It's just, again, we're two episodes into a six-episode series. Now, if he actually is dead, then I don't know. Uh, but, again, Dave Filoni is yeah, heavily... Requisitor
2: is also yeah. a title. Yeah,
0: it
1: all just kind of yeah. gives me like on free Tar vibes when back when Bad Batch season one first came out.
2: Well, but also like Filoni uh, is Oh
1: yeah Dave Filoni true. is like involved like as a consultant in the show.
0: So he's not gonna be like, Yeah, just kill off a character that I have in one of my yeah. other shows.
1: And, and exactly. Pablo's
2: involved. He's our star yeah. like he has a new title, which is funny. Star Wars lore advisor. Like, you think they're gonna kill him? <laughs> oh, I it's a great title for him.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely not dead. He's at one hundred percent coming back. This it kind of reminds me. If anything, I almost wonder if they're gonna reference Force Unleashed because a similar thing happens to Starkiller. In that game, he he gets stabbed through the gut and then wakes up on like an operating table, like screaming in agony while a medical droid tends to him. I kind of feel like they could do a similar thing because I get the sense that they could lift from that.
0: I mean, we'll see. It's very, I yeah. mean, they could literally go in any round here because like I, I was talking to Chloe about this after I watched the first episode, the fact that we have literally nothing to go off of for the most part of the next four episodes means that they're going to surprise us and they're going mean, to, I mean, we
2: just have the yeah. fortress Inquisitorius, and there's like that one shot of Kenobi in the final shot of the official trailer that like it Some looked. people are speculating that, like, maybe that's when he faces off against Vader for, like... I'm assuming they're going to fight twice. I mean, yes. even
0: even in these first two episodes, they gave us the shock of, of Leia being in there. Because to me, at least, there was nothing in the marketing that made me think that Leia was going to show up. Oh, and no. She had such a big role, and she was uh, a young icon, which which I loved. But, again, going back to that ending, the... The reveal and the shot of Vader, it is again for all of us, I believe, are prequel kids. So this just yep. was indeed such a moment, and I am eagerly waiting to see. Uh, the the rest here because it's it's gonna be great and we've got
2: something else man I'm so, so excited so
0: many I, I am good, so hyped. so much good stuff coming and we're gonna be here to to talk about it all so uh, I, I think we should just start wrapping it up here uh, overall what are what are all of your 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 thoughts and what do you hope to see next uh, with episode three do you think we're gonna get Clone Wars flashbacks like what do you think Probably. i absolutely think we're gonna get clone
1: wars flashbacks and i, like, I we'll hope see. so
2: i wonder yeah. who we're gonna see on mapuzo
1: i think we're gonna see those jedi younglings but i also think they they could be someone else there like I, it, it could be rex it could be rex really uh because yeah, we don't know what he was sure. doing before rebels maybe he helped some jedi who knows it would be kind of a cool way to like because it okay Long shot, it's Ahsoka, but I don't think that's happening. I think even it's more longer like- shot,
2: <laughs> it's Cal.
1: Oh, if Cal Kestis shows up with BD One, imagine! I mean, it's the timeline fits. We're it's the gonna same as fit. Jedi survivor. We We're gonna that. have to uh, have you
0: on life support for the next uh, episode if it's Cal.
2: Bro, if it's Cal, uh, it's not gonna be. But like, let's just say it is. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm holding. Off, I'm also, holding off hope for honest, Ahsoka but, in a
0: flashback. But I don't think, yeah,
2: I don't think Ahsoka is gonna be in her in the present day story, but like Ahsoka in flashbacks, almost yeah, we're probably gonna get that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, no. and I, I mean, just to hear Obi Wan like talk about Ahsoka and like Clone War specific stuff, like you and McGregor's uh... Obi Wan, it'll be like it'll have instant chills for me. Overall, I really liked these episodes. Like, well, sorry, I loved these episodes. It was like it was so amazing. It felt kind of like a little mini movie. Yeah, that's what we were saying before you got here. Yeah, and it like just overall, like just Deborah Chow's direction, amazing. Like just the way it's kind of like lovingly carrying this story forward from the prequels and really giving us a character study of like obi-wan who's like you know obi-wan's my favorite character you know i've i've been wanting an obi-wan show for so long since i was like 12 pretty much like so 2006 basically so to see this like come out and just be this really like uh interesting kind of like dark but hopeful at the same time like character study of of like my favorite jedi it's been amazing and there's just seeing him put himself back together even as like Early as the second episode is great. I have to mention that classic Obi now classic Obi Wan line when he's talking to Haja, and Haja says, Oh, the light is an unforgiving place for my kind, and then he asks him how much, and then when Haja gives his steep price, Obi Wan replies, Goodness, that light is unforgiving. Oh, that was so Obi-Wan classic. Line. That's classic Obi Wan. I love it. And you know, I'm so excited for what's to come. I like I hope we uh we get some interplay with vader and obi-wan before the like the big climactic duel i think that's probably coming i mean i would hope that we get some clone wars flashbacks as well i think that's i mean i'd be surprised if we don't at this point because like why why would you bring hayden back if not to capitalize on the fact that you can do clone wars flashbacks with them and i really hope they're in the armor (laughs) oh
0: please uh chloe what did you what did you think about these episodes
3: um, I felt like this was probably, not probably, actually, my favorite live-action Star Wars that we've gotten since the prequels, and I know that's okay. saying a lot, but, like, the prequels are just my life. So, like, watching this was, like, the revival of, like, everything that I love about Star Wars, so, absolutely incredible yeah. experience, and no, I'm, honestly, it was just so good.
0: I'm the same way, like, I don't know if I would go that far just yet, I need some time to figure it out, but... I have been waiting for this show since I was seven years old when Revenge of the Sith came out. Like, this has been all I've wanted for the longest time. Like, this has been my most anticipated Star Wars project ever. Like, even more than when Force Awakens came out. I was so hyped for that, but this was, like, everything I've ever wanted. So it was great to finally see it start. Uh, I can't tell you how much it means that we get Ewan and Hayden back in these roles uh, it feels like so long, but also like no time has passed at all. And especially seeing them again at, at Celebration, just really, like...
3: It was amazing.
0: Getting all this love and embrace and them returning it and just seeing like how happy they look to be back just was such a wonderful moment. And I cannot wait for uh, a couple days when we'll have yeah. episode three Ooh,
2: yeah. and we'll be right back at least least talk about recording two days
0: two days yep Um, so uh it feels unreal the thing
2: i love about kenobi to me at least is that it feels like such a natural extension of revenge of the sith with like a new angle to it with everything that's been added to the canon like if george made an obi-wan kenobi series like there's definitely there definitely wouldn't have been inquisitors uh but like now that we w- with what we have in Canon right now, it just feels like it feels fresh, it feels familiar and yet yeah, fresh.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just been great So it's think- also totally distinct from Mando and oh Boba yeah. That as well. it' felt That's the thing great I like to, most of all.
0: to have it in a different style, not only in in the music but the presentation, not having like the mando type credits. I thought was really yeah. nice. Like it but, felt like we were uh, still in like it was a movie. The era, yeah, it yeah. feels like a yes, movie. movie. And it was, it was supposed to be one at the beginning of development, and now we have the show. I mean, Ewan said in the marketing, like it, it feels more like a six-hour movie than six episodes of a TV show, and that very much feels amazing like it to me. So I think this is where we'll wrap it because I know Chloe has to leave. Uh, But thank you all for joining us for our first edition of the Obi-Wan Recaps. It's going to be probably a bit longer than normal because we had two episodes to discuss instead of one. But I really love talking about Obi-Wan with all of you, and I cannot wait to do it again. Uh, We'll start with the newest edition, uh, our Lightsaber Queen. Uh, Where can they find you uh, on social media if they don't also already follow (laughs) you already? (laughs)
3: <laughs> it is just at lightsaber queen minus the E in lightsaber. And I have the same username on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Perfect. Uh, Don, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donovan Mead and uh, Instagram Donovan uh, under, uh, underscore McComish. Uh, I also like write stories on uh, SW editor IG.org, I think is the, uh, is the website name, or .com, Well, you know, and also write articles and stuff. It's really cool. Perfect. Uh, Connor?
2: Um, Twitter, at depa uh, also SWEditorIG.com. I, I don't have any stories published yet, but I do write some. I'm really excited. We have stories published there, and I also write articles. But I work with a wonderful creative team that includes Don and includes Jake, who's not, who was unfortunately not be able to hear with us. Um, the stories out there already, re- the stories that we have out there already are really cool. And you can also find me as another co-host of another Star Wars podcast, the Nerd Academy Podcast, specifically our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic, where we pretty much talk. All news, Star Wars news, interviews, topic episodes, what have you, breakdowns and chats about the new stuff in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I know you had some celebration content over the weekend, so that was great. We did.
2: live-streamed all four days, and let (laughs) me tell you, it was exhausting.
0: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have been able to do that, so (laughs) you're stronger than I am. Uh, But you can follow me at Twitter and TikTok at StarlightAndrew. Uh, You can follow the podcast on Twitter at ForTheRepubPod and on Instagram at ForTheRepublicPod. Next time you see us, we'll be doing, I believe Wednesday we said, we're going to be recording our celebration recap, which we're going to be talking about everything that's going to be huge for the main show. And then you'll find us back here in a couple days for our recap of Obi-Wan Episode 3, which will be very fun. So, Chloe, thank you for joining us. It was great to have you on for the first time. We'll see you guys next time. And as always...